I don't know why the music's not playing. Um, welcome to episode 28 of the F-Stops Here podcast. Uh, I'm Zach Egoff, uh, sans music this time. Can you guys hear me? I have no idea why that's not playing. That's so weird. Anyways, um, tonight uh, we're joined uh, by Jamie and Josh and a special guest, Alex Huff. So, Alex, how are you? Good. <laughs> um, so we'll start with the boring people first. Uh, Josh, what have you been shooting? And uh, for some people, and some shots, and then uh, you know, some of the people, some of the treatments were a little bit different. Um, I even threw a couple of Instagram-ish looking shots in there, even though it's like you know a massive, you know, 20 megapixel shot. So it definitely trumps any iPhone image. But I was just, I was kind of going about it, and she was really happy with the results. So um, I was stoked. Um, I did, I did learn through the entire editing process that when you're when you're working with full-frame files, uh, sometimes your computer will act inadequate. Um, but uh, other than that, it was a lot of fun. And uh, she was really happy, and it was cool to see other people going, you did a really good job with your wedding. So that's kind of what I live for is, you know, as long as they're happy, I'm cool, and that's all I need. So that and a bunch of, uh, of course, iPhoneography, if you want to call it that, but, you know, shooting around my iPhone, having fun with that. To me, it's a legitimate legitimate uh legitimate hobby so i think it's one of those ones that's forcing its way into legitimacy since since yeah since joe's not here i can definitely say it's better than glass still he's probably on a plane or something right now right i think so he was flying to ohio uh jamie what have you been shooting this week uh i shot my breakfast that's <laughs> i shot <laughs> I shot my breakfast on Sunday because I do that every Sunday, and for some reason this week it hit Explore on Flickr, and got like in I think the I think it maxed out in the top 50, so like over 48 hours I had like 4,500 views of Sunday breakfast, nice. and like because my Flickr app on my phone is set up to notify me every time somebody likes it or comments, it's literally like every minute and a half or something my phone vibrates, my phone vibrates, nice. so. What did you have for breakfast? <laughs> I had eggs and English muffins, but it's a little more involved than that. I mean, I always do – I make my own breakfast on Sunday just to do this. So it was a fried egg and clarified butter that was uh, – I used minced garlic and minced jalapeno in the butter when I clarified it before I did the fried egg. And then it was just garnished with minced jalapeno and then some sliced jalapenos and some halved uh, cherry tomatoes. But to make it look pretty – there you go. <laughs> it had a, some smoked provolone on it. A backdrop. Um, for just for breakfast, that's fantastic looking, and um, that's pretty awesome. That's like food photography 101 right there. That's um, straight out of camera with a with the Pen EP5, and then I had an adapted Minolta Roker X 50 millimeter 1.4. So. Awesome. Wow, 54 other likes, 54, 55, 56 likes. Look at you go, 4,000 views. That's, yeah. That's how to do breakfast. It's ridiculous. <laughs> we'll put Jamie's uh, breakfast in the show notes this week. <clears throat> that's cool. In case anybody wants to end the recipe, hopefully. Hey, I, 
Borrow Lenses is making some new packages. We have a food photography one we're going to uh, release, so I can use that, right, as advertising for <laughs> totally. our photography. Totally. As long as it includes an Olympus in the uh, package. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is kind of funny. It's it really it's it's a testament to Jamie. Uh, he's you've said in the past how much you love Flickr groups. You're actually in a Dazzle Picks food and drinks group. Yeah. Uh, only because they asked me, and I'm like, whatever. So I just added <laughs> it to that group. Runs to defend that only only because. <laughs> oh hey, oh. I would never you join know. a group called Dazzle Picks. I'm so, there for the glittery gifts and badges and all the stuff that they add, you know. You're this week's <laughs> photo of the week. Sparkle in my life. <laughs> the, the moment the moment you uh, said breakfast, I remembered I totally lied that I did more than just shoot my iPhone this week. Um, did you shoot your breakfast, Josh? No, well, I, I shot the guy who wrote a song named Breakfast. I didn't even eat breakfast. Um, there, there's a Christian group called Newsboys, and the guy, the former lead singer came to our church and was the guest speaker, and um, they did a song called Breakfast, so that's what reminded me, but I got to shoot a bunch of uh, shots of him and stuff. I got some cool, um, I've, I've learned how to work with our, our, our can, or 500, 300 can lighting that we've got for the stage, and we have LED lighting, so it really throws the white balance. So now I've, I've gotten a groove, so I've been nailing the shots, and then uh, I shot some um, I shot some coffee drinks and stuff for the the caf for a cafe too. So only got a couple of them, but yeah. So I I didn't do breakfast, but I did uh, coffee drinks. <laughs> it 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 goes well with my breakfast. Coffee and I, I I swear you put some other pictures up too, Jamie. Um, did I? One, one with your kid with the the frog and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if that. I, for some reason, it seems like I always mention I always mention the stuff that goes to Flickr, <laughs> and I don't ever mention the stuff that hits Facebook or, you know, Instagram or stuff Which like that. Which is my but, trolling grounds right there. You know, yeah. So my son found a tree frog, little tiny one, and he was holding onto it like in his finger, like this, in front of him for me to take a picture, and it jumped onto his nose. <laughs> so I was like, "Holy cow!" How long did it stay like, there? Don't move long enough for like five shots. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a a willing model. But that's yeah, a, so that's what I've been shooting. Frogs and eggs. It's like a Dr. Seuss theme <laughs> or something, I think. I don't know. Green eggs and Jamie. Right on. Uh, I'll keep this real short and simple. I did nothing this week. Okay. It was it was all actually, um again it seems to be the, the second week in a row that I've done nothing but administrative stuff. I I did a couple I've been catching up on um blog posts, just stuff that I uh have um been doing and haven't gotten a chance to really put out there yet. Uh, not that anybody, you know, really kind of goes to that and sees it, but um, I'm actually kind of planning on something here now for the future. Um, that if anybody that is actually listening or watching uh, has any idea about, or if anybody here does, they can talk to me about it after the show. Um, but I saw a really uh, kind of an inspirational photo spread. You've probably seen it before, um, but it's a um, a quadruple amputee uh, who came back from Afghanistan. Uh, he lost all four limbs in in uh, over there and uh they actually did a, a an engagement shoot for him and his his fiance and it was really nicely done uh the pictures were great uh, i'll link to it in the show notes but it kind of got me thinking that um the area that i live in we have a, a pretty heavy population of uh of military here um so one of the things that i've kind of been thinking about doing and, and spitballing around for the last couple months is is um doing some kind of of, of giving back to them uh, giving back to the vets because you know they kind of give a, a lot for us um, most of the time. It's it's not even against their own, or it's against their own free will. Um, so you know you kind of 
kind of want to give back to them a little bit. So, so one of the things that, like I said, I've been looking to do is, is get into uh, some kind of photography involved thing. One of the sites that uh, I found is actually, uh, I'm looking up right now, hold on. it's called Operation Love or Operation Love Reunited. And it's an organization that um, it, uh, they enlist photographers to do shoots for uh, families that are, are getting ready to deploy. Uh, most of the time it's, it's, you know, the, the one spouse is going overseas for an extended period of time, uh, usually leaving a family at home. And uh, for anybody that's actually gotten to experience that or, or knows people that, that have experienced that, it can be a, a pretty tough time. Um, so one of the things that Operation Love Reunited does is it provides uh, a, a right before you right before they deploy shoot um, and then right when they get home shoot. And it's all free to the, the family um, and the, uh, the member of the military. And as a photographer, you just kind of provide your service and, and agree to give them just like a small photo book or whatever. But, um, you know, a lot of times with, with this being such a business, there aren't a lot of opportunities for us to kind of give back. And it's something that's uh, kind of near and dear to my heart. So I think I, I may look into doing that. Um, it's kind of it's kind of wild. There's actually a um, I mean, obviously, it, it makes sense. But there's a um, there's there's almost like a vetting process where you actually have to submit a portfolio and, and they'll go through your work and say, yeah, this is good enough or, you know, no, sorry, but thanks for, for your help or whatever. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to comment on, on that more as the process goes along. Um, so pretty neat, but that's, that's really kind of it. So uh, we'll shift now. Uh, like I said before, we're, we were joined or we're joined tonight by Alex Huff. Alex has been on the show before. Um, so I guess Alex, you don't really need to talk about yourself too much, but I know you've been doing some work with some lighting. So why don't you uh, steal the show from us a little bit? <laughs> Well, first, I wanted to ask um, about the um, the giving back to um, the people who are being deployed. Um, is that a situation where um, you can take them to your studio, or you just go to their house? Do they specify? It's it's really kind of a you set up uh, the shoot through them, but it's uh, it's um, really kind of at at your leisure. You know what what they want to do and what you want to do. Um, just you know, off off their website, um, there's a. It's it's actually because it's a five hundred one C, right? Yeah, it's a five hundred one C three nonprofit organization. So you know there is there is a lot of legitimate stuff involved with it. Um, but as a photographer, you're um, you you must be willing to provide op love services one hundred percent free of charge. That's shipping, supplies, printing, and session fees. Um, you agree to send a 4x6 printed album overseas to the deployed uh, and at the time of the homecoming provide an album or a CD to the family and um, the photographer actually pays a membership fee um, but it's it's $25 which is really nothing and if you're really that worried about it it's tax deductible but as far as you know kind of where to go from there um, there's a whole section on the site about new photographers and and um, you know what you kind of have to do but it's it's really like I said it's kind of at the photographer and the and the client's leisure as to what they want to do um, a lot of the times you see them they're like outside shots but I would imagine that if there was studio work that they wanted done they would they would be more than happy to do it I get the impression that the application process isn't too difficult because the first thing is do you have a professional website and or blog uh, but they do say that Facebook and MySpace don't count so um, but you know it's it's a uh, I think it's kind of a little bit more loose as far as the requirements for, you know, what you have to, where you have to shoot and, and what you have to shoot, um, just as long as you're able to to give them what they want and, and kind of give them something to, 
remember while the, while the person's overseas or, or wherever they might be. I mean, they could be in a different state. So, I'm I'm thinking that's a good thing though because at least you know at least you know that they're you're that they're being given a quality product. Like you know, it's it's kind of I can see them kind of filtering out the the people who are just going to show up with a camera and like hand them like an right. image, you know, edit you know edited on the camera or whatever you know, it's like. <laughs> Just like something like that, but um, the other thing too that I'm actually gonna hopefully be doing this year is help portrait. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, I'm I'm really intrigued with that. I, w- I want to do something with that this year, and they'll they'll pretty much take any photographer involved, and there's groups in every almost every city. Um, and then yeah, you can. If, did that last year. Did they? Mm-hmm. Wait, was it successful? It was. Um, I wasn't. I didn't get to go. Um, I forget the circumstances, but um, a few people from Bar Lenses, representing Bar Lenses, came and um, we donated um, rentals for uh, lighting kits for oh. our particular location. And um, it's very organized, from my yes. understanding. Um, yeah. You have like, your specific role, and you stick to it. And so one of the BLers was like a runner. So she would go and bring someone to the set, and that was like all she did all day was bring people on and off set. Other people actually print, um, record the CD, and then they have the actual photographer. So sometimes you'll sign up to be a photographer, but you get given some other role. Um, you know, you won't actually get to take the picture, but you're still volunteering. And and, and it's cool. I've seen a lot of places where it's like photographers who net, wouldn't even look each other in the eye half the time. Are all working together and yeah. you know sharing all their equipment. And and I, I just think it's cool because um, it's it's kind of it's one of those things where you know they'll kind of take everybody. And even if even if you're not on the par that they need for something, they're gonna throw you in somewhere like you said. And you know, it's, it's definitely cool. It was actually started. Um, one of the guys who started was Jeremy Cowart. Um, yeah. He's a yeah. He's a he's a celebrity photographer. And uh, but yeah, so it's 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 kind of cool, but it's it's definitely really organized. If you go to the site, you can see Help Portrait. I think it's help-portrait.com, um, and it's really organized on the site. Like you can sign up, and so I'm really hoping to be involved somehow with that this year. Um, I'd I'd almost rather just do everything for free with my camera than charge for it because I like doing it that way. But you know, sometimes you got to make your money. Well, that's the thing too. Is like I'm a big sap, uh, so. I'm kind of worried that I'm going to get really into this and, and not want to actually work at all anymore. Just give everything away. And, uh, you know, while that's great, it's, it, it can be difficult. Um, I did, did notice, uh, just a quick, um, just, sorry, geez, I'll drink my drink over here. Uh, I did notice, um, just a quick flicker search for, um, uh, Operation Love Reunited showed both studio work and on location shoots. Uh, it's, it's actually pretty wild. Just a quick, like I said, a quick flicker search. There's some wild pictures in there. Uh, somebody went a little crazy with the HDR. Uh, oh, not Yay. my thing, but whatever. Um, but there is, there's a lot of cute stuff too, and it, you know, it's kind of sad because a lot of the pictures are of little kids. Um, oh yeah. And you know that can be tough, but it can also be great that you're giving these these kids memories of of where their their mother and father might have been while they were gone or or you know for a part of their childhood and and that when they get back you know they've they've got the memories there and um so yeah and then there's another organization um this one's kind of new it's called Operation Getaway it's a nonprofit that sends wounded soldiers um away for a weekend they they send them away from Walter Reed uh, and gets them out of the way um, cool. that's not necessarily 
completely photography related, but uh, you know, it is it is another potential opportunity. So just kind of neat. So, anyways, uh, yeah, let's get. Uh, well, um, the volunteering thing, you were saying how you're afraid you'll get like sucked in and all you'll want to do is volunteer all the time, but volunteering can be a really great way to bolster your argument against doing some things for free when it's not appropriate to do so. True. Um, you know, people, yep. for-profit organizations will try and, and get work under this guise of, of volunteering, and you can make it very clear with proof that you do volunteer your time quite often. Um, when it's appropriate. So <laughs> if, if you're worried <laughs> about getting sucked in, just think of it as something that could bolster the paid assignments when, when that's needed. But um, anyway, so I guess we'll <laughs> talk about the lights and what I've been doing. Um, so fun thing, the last time I was on, I talked about that little um, sort of uh, Fong competitor for the Flash. Yes. And um, actually, I had mentioned I was going to use it to light and photograph um, an infant that coming weekend. And so the couple came over and they said, are you going to use that thing? <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, what, what do you, what thing? And they were like, you were talking about it. On That's the <laughs> awesome. And I couldn't believe they watched it. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I met them on, on the couch with like Junior watching this um, with rapt attention, and I was, I was very um, flattered. And so I got it out, and like this little Fong competitor was famous. They were like, "Oh, there it is!" <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I did end up using um, a beauty dish and other things during that shoot. I didn't just strictly use that. But that went well, and then after that, this past weekend, I went to Napa to photograph some houses, and I actually did use um, these Felix lights. This is going to be like the big fat Felix hour, so so hopefully I don't get too many of my my facts wrong. I'm going to blame my um, head injury for, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have pictures uh, of that if you if you want to see later, but. Um, <laughs> So Felix came to me, well, came to borrow lenses saying, hey, we have these new LED lights. They're different from your typical LED lights. We'd like to let you try them out for a month, see what you think, and then maybe you'll, you'll want to um, have them for rent. And we're always want for better continuous lighting sources. And the LEDs we have now, which is the LEDs most people have access to, are panels. They come in panel form, so they have all these little diodes um, and when you illuminate something with them, it looks like it's coming from one source um, unless you look closely at catch lighting or reflective lighting and you'll notice it's just a bunch of little light sources um, put together. Because they're panels, um, it's hard to modify that. You can diffuse it, you can put um, gels on it, but you can't really put a soft box on a LED panel. It's just not something you can do. You can bounce the light and you can diffuse it, but it's really hard to shape. Hmm. And um, so Felix has come up with this way, and I don't know the science behind it at all. They explain it a little bit on the website, and I can show you kind of what it looks like here. Um, so it is, that's a small picture, but what they've managed to do is they take something like 50 diodes 
and uh, and they put it in the side in a space the size of a dime, and they wow. stick. Right. So wow, you know, looks like science to me. Panel, and then they put it in this tiny little space, and then they stick some glass in front of it, and something about the physics of that, and someone who knows better than me can chime in uh, via social media, but um, it makes it look like a single light source. Wow. And so the only reason why that's cool, really, other than um, it makes your catch lights look nicer is that you can now put your LED light source, actually instead of moving that with this one, into a head that looks kind of like a Fresnel-like fixture. Nice. And so you get that same quality of light as an LED panel, if that's what you're into, but you can put it inside a fixture that will take soft boxes. This will actually take pro photo soft boxes. It's the same, the speed rings are compatible. So Felix wants to um, start making more of their own soft boxes naturally. Um, but if you happen to already have a pro photo system and you like strobes, but you want to have some continuous lighting on hand, then um, those are compatible. So that's pretty neat. And so LEDs are generally cooler running than standard lights, but you're talking like 50. They look like Cree LEDs, and those get warm. What is the temperature output on something like that? So I, mean, these I know it's not cold. Yeah, I mean, these, <laughs> these don't get warm to the touch at all, at least not in my experience. They um, they explain how they cool these. Um, there is a, I, I believe there's a fan in there, but it's yeah. not just a typical, like, CPU fan. They have no. some. Like a heat sink on the back of them, probably, yeah. And uh, so they stay really, really cool, and um, they're exceptionally easy to operate. There's, huh. just, there's just an on button, and then... There's the on button. And then you have your temperature dial and then your intensity dial. And nice. And that's it. Wow. So the other kind of fun thing about these that makes these a little different from um, LED or any sort of continuous light source that I've used is they have these fun little modifiers that are just magnetized. So they just magnet. Oh, yeah. So I, I used a... A filter, I just cut out a circle and then ah, stick cool. it in there, and then it just sticks on, just magnetizes. So that's pretty sweet. Cool, that's, that's pretty sweet. So that's kind of cool. And you can stack the modifiers. Um, here's like a Fresnel lens that will magnify that just sticks on there. The one that's illuminating me has like a little dome that's magnetized, um, that diffuses the light a bit. And, of course, on this one behind me, you can see they have barn doors, barn doors. too. Cool. Oh, That's wow. So rad. I was say, with that magnet, you could almost make, like, paper cutout shapes or put, like, Easy. actual yep. color paper in front of it. And... Yeah. Easy. I mean, it's really just a simple thing. Um, Josh is thinking bat signal. <laughs> <laughs> it's not um, incredibly strong, but, yeah, if you had, you could cut out something on paper on anything and just stick that right on there and I mean a kid could operate these easily. <laughs> I, I think it's awesome especially for LEDs to have the temperature dial because that's a big thing with white balance. Yeah. That's yeah, and, huge. Uh, because you're going to know going into it. It's a typical range. It's 3000K to 5600K. Um, uh, the, the brightness, so they're about 
the equivalent of a 360 watt tungsten. Nice. So that gives you an idea. Um, Sohel um, tested these, um, and he he's much more technical than I am. Um, but he couldn't be on the show tonight. But he had texted me right before the show, like a good nerd, and he was like, "I have some results from the test." <laughs> cool. um, he said that with uh, if you wanted to illuminate your scene, if you wanted to expose your scene at six feet with one head, your settings would look like about a hundred ISO. 140th, I think he said, of a second, which is kind of slow. That's a little slow for me working with models. Um, and a 1.2, 1.4, excuse me. And 160th, that isn't that slow. 160th of a second, F1.4, ISO 100. You wanted to expose your scene at six feet, you could do that with one head. So that's pretty good for continuous lighting. Um, continuous lighting is notoriously, um, you know, dimmer than what a lot of photographers, strobe shooting photographers are used to. Um, so I'll show you what I shot um, with them. It was a totally different way of thinking about shooting because I am used to having, uh, you know, the sun's worth of lighting at my disposal <laughs> in a single uh, flash gun. So that is, the light's a little far off from her. I would say the key light was about four feet from her, and then the edge lighting, I used a gel, magnetized onto just the face of the LED. Um, otherwise, all the temperatures were matching on all, all the heads, um, but then I had the gel on the one. And then that little bit of light that is down by her dress, I actually used the fiber optic cable for that, just to say I used it, even though there's much more creative ways to use that than that. Um, and then let's see. I have one more from that particular session. And that's moving the light in a little closer. And so for these, I had to go like this one, I think, was ISO 800. And then the previous one, I had to bump it all the way up to ISO 2000. But that's so I could shoot at like 1 100th of a second. Because even if she's very still and I have a steady hand, I just don't feel very comfortable shooting, you know, with an 85 millimeter lens, anything slower than one yeah. second. Um, and then I also like to shoot deeper. Um, I, I don't shoot shallow. Um, I like to shoot typically at F8. I'm very comfortable at F8. Really? Um, but so I shot these at like F5. And I was like, okay, because if I go any wider, I'm not, get, I have terrible eyesight. So I get very nervous <laughs> <laughs> when I go slower. Than, um, than like four, so um, so this fiber optic thing is kind of fun. This is probably I've never been exposed to anything like this before. So this is I mean this is a really elaborate toy to me. I'll turn this on. Ooh. So what this is is you can get these cables that are longer than this even. This one's the short one. But you can stick this underwater. You wouldn't want to stick the head underwater, but you could stick the, the tube. It's just plastic. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, so <laughs> long one. You can get the sickest catch lights ever with that. Oh, thing. dude. Yeah, and then you, you can like, spirals. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think in a practical application too, that'd be an insane hair light. Like if you could bend it around their head behind them out of the camera shot, that would be insane. How flexible yeah. is the tube? And um. What did you say? How flexible? Yeah, how flexible is the tube? I'm finding it's not 
as flexible as I would like, and I'm wondering if that's just because it's new out of the yeah, box. Yeah. Um, you know, I wonder, and then I find that it, it like keeps wanting to pop out of this thing, but it could be because I didn't tighten it down right. Um, Looks like the the end of the tube has got a bright spot at the end, like it's it's yeah, shooting. It this is yeah. fiber optic. Yeah, it's fiber optic. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know if they had like cut it off at the end where I saw the the bright end, so that that might be useful for something. Yeah, I think light painters would really dig this. Although the head's a little little heavy for that, but if you had the um, now these other heads, by the way, are only a pound each. They're really light, but this guy, as you can see, is a little bigger. Still not very heavy, but if you were light painting, that might be hard to hold the whole head. But if you had the longer cable, especially, you could really. Does the um, cable come in different diameters? Do you know? as well as different lengths? Uh, well, looking at the, the insertion point, I don't believe so. I think, okay. I think this is... Well, I didn't know if there was a different adapter for different sizes. I'm wondering if it's if it's anything... if it's just run-of-the-mill tubing. Oh, like if you could just get yeah, your own tube. go to a hardware store and, and yeah. modify an adapter, because it looks like it's really just... I mean, it well, looks it's not like, hollow, is it, Alex? No, it's solid. It's oh, solid, yeah. okay. Never mind. Fiber this, optic. It would have to be, yeah, it's fiber optic. I don't want to blind everyone, but you know, there's a point of light, and then it just yeah. That in. You know, I'm thinking for for light painters, you put a battery pack on that, and you could actually use it as a stationary shape. You know, if you put like a wire behind or something, using a stationary oh, shape. Oh, look at that! Kind of, that's that's sweet. wild. I can see Jamie's head just exploding right now. It is. I'm like freaking the freak <laughs> out right now. I think so like cool. five things with so, yeah. So the first thing I thought of when I saw this, being an ex-car person, is is lighting cars, doing like interiors, yep. like just oh, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, if you had like several of these, you could stick it under the car, especially if you know yep. you're shooting a car that isn't already tricked out. Ground you can effects. Make <laughs> I was gonna say it would be great too if you're shooting a car that is tricked out and you needed to add more ground effect light to it or something. You could supplement that because you can change the color. <clears throat> Right. Yeah. So this is a super fun toy. I don't know if we'll, we're aiming to get the kit for sure. Well, I shouldn't say for sure, but we're, we're gunning to get the kit for rent. I would like to rent this too, though I haven't proposed it yet formally, just because I see this as something that a lot of people would love to try and never, ever buy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So Which is good for you guys. <laughs> so I'm hoping we'll buy it and then no one else has to. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the idea because it is something I think a lot of people would like to experiment with, but they might not want to commit to it because it is so niche. Um, but yeah, so that's that's Felix. There, um, they the company that makes these um, have been in the fiber optics business for a really long time, and so eventually they were like, well, let's branch out into um, lighting. And I discovered them, I can't remember, I actually think I reached out to them first, and then they came to me months later. But I saw these demonstrated at, at NAB, and the thing that most attracted me to them is is the LED light source in a modifiable picture. Which is, yeah, which I'm looking is, at them on Amazon, they're not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, I'm going to make those. They come in a really nice flight case with all of this laser cut foam and um, yet another reason to rent them. 
What's that? She had another reason to borrow them and, and, uh, exactly. and exactly. not buy them outright. This is a purple <laughs> totally. printer's item, I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited, though, because we're at the cusp of LED technology, and, you know, 10 years down the road, this will be like us talking about cheap, you know, cheap lighting setups that you can get on Amazon kind of thing. Like, because, mm -hmm. you know, at some point, this is going to become run-of-the-mill, like, we'll have LED flashes on all of our cameras, and, you know, right. at, at some point, LED will be, like, the fluorescent bulb of our time, <laughs> which, which makes me excited, because... I'm really excited about LED. The one question I did have is, have you tried shooting with those without modifying the temperature and trying shooting them alongside, or modifying the temperature to shoot alongside like regular flashes, like pro photos or alien bees? No, I haven't. And I have wondered that about the mixing that. Um, I did mix them with, when I, I can't, I don't have any examples of the Napa shoot because that was for hire and can't share that stuff, but I can anecdotally describe uh, mixing them with sunlight was was very smooth. Um, that's sort of, I feel like, what they're designed for. You have a room that's mostly well lit naturally and um, you can bring in one of these and you can really make it seem much more sunset-y inside a room or less so you can make a bathroom seem really modern by by really um, cooling uh, down that temperature, so to speak, um, or cooling the light, rather. But um, So I, I really enjoyed using them, mixing with natural light, and I've thought about, like, oof, you know, what would it be like to, to mix these with flash in terms of getting strange temperature variances well I, I don't yeah I actually I, I asked that because um, the, the wedding I did the, the entire ceremony was inside a church building we had um, was I think I forget what the temperature was but the, you get 500 and 300 par cans the big huge light cans that light the stage and then we have um, LED lights that are in the back for the backdrop to light up the back so it's not like a black hole and they're shooting against like um, cr you know crinkled up uh, like uh, like kind of almost the same, almost the same material that you'd use to put on like a screen door, that same kind of screening. So they're shooting on it. it. It looks really cool. But the thing was is that with white balancing, like I could white balance to get the the skin color right, and then I'd actually eliminate some of the colors because they're RGB cans. So you're basically creating the blues being created by either a solid blue or <clears throat> red and blue combined. So, like, if you look through some of the ceremony pictures, you'll see the purple and the blue lights, and then some of it you'll just see blue because it's literally just eliminated that color temperature out of the red. It's literally just eliminating the red out of there. So it was, it was a really big challenge. So now, um, now I'm intrigued with, you know, how, like, especially studio LED lights, you know, match up if you've got to use them alongside, you know, regular, regular lighting and regular colored uh, like fluorescent style bulbs and all that. That's something that's really intriguing me you now. After after dealing with that challenge and you know kind of having to, you know, pick the lesser two reveals for white balancing, you know, shooting and the camera. The other challenge too is the luminance factor. So you might expose how you expose, say, a hair light or a flash gun is so different from how you expose for, for continuous. And so sometimes that can be a challenge where you have to bring the flash so far down. And it still might be too much for a continuous light source that's bumped all the way up. And then, so if you're trying to use um, a lower power continuous light source as your air light, and then you're also trying to just expose with a beauty dish and a flash gun, you might get some canceling out 
of the hair light that just it's just overpowering it. So that's that's a whole dance in and of itself, let alone the temperatures. So those are for lighting Jedi's. <laughs> right. That's, that's exactly what it. what it looks like. It looks like a lightsaber. It's that's that's really wild. <laughs> See, the other thing I'm thinking, too, high-speed photography, you could stretch that out and then shoot something or move something, have something fly across mm -hmm. the, the beam of light and, it would, it would, you know, backlight it so you could get the shadow better. I'm, I'm trying to think of ways to use this because it it's definitely is so cool. <laughs> there's yeah. uh, there's some really interesting um, really interesting examples on the, on their site. Uh, here's one that they, <clears throat> they actually did. It looks like they did a little, little painting. Uh, oh, yeah. Look at that. That's that, totally... Yeah, but I, I'm I'm imagining that they they probably did that with only one or two of them and and were just able to change the color, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they were, they probably just stacked that. I mean, it's just okay. We're gonna run a blue a blue cycle. Okay, yeah. now run cycle. That's wild. That's that's it, pretty it, wild. It's stuff. still very imaginative and completely different than what you're used to seeing. So I wonder if Von Wong uses those right. for the stuff he does. <laughs> Oh, you know, I I don't think so. Um, but um, he's been um, pimping a really fun toy where um, it's that flash gun. It's like a yes, it's like a projector flash. Like yeah, yeah. And then it's right. like you get these grids, and I I really want to. My boss has one, and I really want to play with it. Um, so maybe for the next one, I can I can have examples of that, <laughs> like a matrix. Your toy chest is like. Yeah, we're gonna have incredible. to start calling these the you toy episodes. You got like all the cool stuff, right? No kidding. <laughs> hey, I got a gun that shoots foam darts. <laughs> it's really cool. I could probably put a flashlight on it and shoot it. So are you proposing a trade? Like, oh, <laughs> right. Well, I would. But one of the darts lost with its fins, so it just kind of just falls. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> but that's really cool. Um. It looks like there's there's oh I, the light blaster I see it now. Yes, there you go. He's giving one away. Fashion, I'm blaming that. Um, I'm seeing if there's anything else in my notes I wanted to say about these. Um, well, I guess I should name drop some more. They're called this kit's called the 301 kit. Um, I think it's the one that's like two grand on their site. You get um, three heads um, at at the equivalent of a, a 360 watt tungsten apiece. Um, so you're getting like a thousand watts about in the whole kit, and um, they each come with barn doors that just slip right on. Um, little magnet, magnetized modifiers, three light stands that are very similar to like the little kit light stands, um, and a uh, very lightweight flight case that's very high quality. And so that's that kit, and then uh, the cool fiber optic toy. It is the FlexJet P200, and um, we'll see what happens with these. I have a feeling that these are going to be so people are going to be so intrigued by these that they'll be making yeah. all kinds of little, like more expensive versions, less expensive versions, little hand versions for light painting, and I'm giving them all these ideas. They're watching this. Yeah, I, a handheld one would be great. What are the what are the controls on the back? Is it just like a color changer? Can you actually like blend it? Yeah. So let's see. Let's see that. So again, really simple on off, and then um, you have your um, like brightness factor and your luminance and the the color you actually want the rope to be. And so you have just all of your basic choices. 
Let's see. Yellow. I'd almost expect yellow. like a. I'd almost expect something out of there, like for for how much that is, and and for how cool it looks. I'd almost expect like a DMX style, like color blender, like being able to to move through the entire spectrum rather than just pick a color. Just go by Christmas I, lights. What? I believe, you, I believe you can do that. I feel like I feel like there's some there's a remote you can get that will do that, but that would be awesome. I'm well, actually not certain that is, I, this I comes from from stage lighting where I can I can literally mix from zero to two fifty five all my LED lights in each color. So I can make custom color blends wherever I need to. So I would just, you know, out of my two hundred dollar LED lights. <laughs> <laughs> So you know, I was just I was just wondering because it, it would be you know if, if you're trying to color balance and you're just using that for like especially with that picture you had where you just had it for that color, you know, being able to minutely control the color you're getting out of it might be a nice thing to have, especially yeah. if you're putting out the the coin for it. Yeah, I I didn't really take advantage of it enough, but you know it was just one of those things where it's like ah eh, it's here and then it provides just like yeah you know, that little thing and um you know. Yeah, you could definitely do do a lot with that. It's so cool, though. <laughs> I want you to set it up as a ring and shoot through it. Ooh. Yeah. That would be really neat, too. <laughs> I know it's cliche, but I think it's still look cool. It would be <laughs> In colors. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just, like, a fun thing. Go fisheye and see if you can actually get the, the, the ring in it. In the picture. Yeah. yeah. You know, I could almost see it if you wanted to to use it as like a as a like almost like a ring light, like a steady ring light for something. But you can almost redo the shape so it looks different in somebody's eyes, so like it's a not star. a circle. Yeah, like a nest, like a star. <laughs> or a bat. I don't, know, I don't know if this tube will ever wear out enough to bend it. Right. right. <laughs> so then that's an aftermarket right there. Is you you get right. a company that's Ooh. willing to, to bend it has them. Like, like the long part and then a shape. Yeah, yeah. like neon lights. Get on that. Felix, get on that. Kickstarter, here we Kick, come. Kickstarter oh. for the bad signal. Felix, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to make this stuff before someone else does. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop the show real quick before this goes out. Crap. I don't want anybody <laughs> stealing my ideas. No, don't take the bad signal idea. That's really cool. Well, we really appreciate you uh, talking about that. Um, yeah, sure. I hope you guys do actually get, get a chance to, to loan that out to some people and be really interested to see what, what they're able to do. Uh, I'm sure when Jamie borrows it, uh, he'll be able to do some wild stuff because I can already see it in his eyes. He's just ready. ready. There's an in, there's an infield review coming. I know it. <laughs> I can imagine kids being really into these. Um, photography is being forced to sit down for a picture is not a lot of kids' idea of fun, but if you had the fiber optic rope. <laughs> that you let them play with. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in, I in, in, in plenty of the, the – the baby shoots that I've done when we've like around the holidays, when we've incorporated Christmas lights, the first thing they want to do is grab a handful of them and start playing with them. So mm -hmm. this is probably a little safer than Christmas lights. <laughs> Cooler a bit. Oh no. I'm yeah. just talking about them wanting to put whole Christmas lights in their yeah. mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chew on this fiber. Yeah, no, tube. you're good. It's just a piece of rubber. <laughs> I, but, I can also, I, I'm seeing it kind of, um, Kind of like it. It seems like it would be better than I've seen some people try to use like the like the rope lighting kind of deal when they they try to do for you know for sets and stuff for portrait sets. And I've seen rope lighting used in a couple other situations. But I could see this being like a professional rope light. If you got the longer the longer cable, you could definitely get away with doing rope light without having those individual points of light. You have know, that steady light throughout the entire 
thing which would definitely improve what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Yep, definitely. Excellent. Well, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and, and uh, transition from that into – we just really got a couple of stories here that we wanted to talk about for the week. Um, Is uh, Sony's new A3000 in there? No. I didn't even look at the notes yet. <laughs> nice. Real nice. Yeah. I, I came in cold. We came fresh from the beach from flying kites and playing in the sand. So. Uh, Reuters That's fired all their freelance sports photographers. Let's talk about that real quick. Who did? Reuters. Wow. All yes. Of, all their North American freelance sports photographers. It's a sickening trend. As a Are freelance, they going to start taking iPhone shots from uh, games? It was last, last Friday the 24th. Um, calls started rolling out the North American freelance sports photographers on contract, informing them that their sideline services would no longer be needed. As a freelance sports photographer that was never told, don't come back, this is terrible. Um, September 15th, 30 to 50 photographers will be reassigned uh, to non-sports circuits, which kind of sucks because to go from shooting the NFL and other great professional sports to shooting uh, dances at the fire hall. Yikes. <laughs> well, wait, so then where is the coverage for sports coming from? Just um, uh, are they taking stills from video or what? How, um, how are they pulling this off? As far as I can tell, I have no idea. Um, they said that, uh, they may just cut some of the images. Um, they've also entered into a new agreement with USA Today sports images. So they'll probably be getting most of them from there. Um, can we, can we read that as outsourcing? Yeah, that's, that's really, I kind of think what it is. I mean, well, first off, if I'm a, if I'm, if I'm a freelancer for writers, I'm, I'm running as quickly as possible to uh, USA Today and seeing if I can get a job because, uh. You know, that's, or, that's way more fun. Or ESPN or something. Or ESPN, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, it's, it's... so everyone's just going to have the same images is what's going to happen, just like how everyone recycles the same stories. Pretty much. Sweet. One media source for everything. Pictures, yeah. stories, awesome. Yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of tragic if that's going to end up being the case. Well, really. I mean, it, that's, that's where the trend's leading, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you've got uh, countless papers just letting photographers go because they think they can get better images I, you know as, as I've talked about on the uh, on shows in the past I started out doing freelance work with uh, patch.com and when they realized that they had spread themselves too thin and couldn't afford to pay their freelancers the paltry sum that they actually paid them uh, they cut us and the photos were the first thing to go and the second thing to go were the readers because mm. nobody wanted to read content if they didn't have interesting images to actually look at. I mean, let's 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 not uh, kid ourselves here. People's attention spans are so short nowadays yeah. that if, if a, a photograph doesn't capture their attention right away and get them in to read the story, they're probably not going to read it. They'll read about it in 140 characters on Twitter or yeah. you know listen to it on the news or something. So this is it's sad. I mean, it's it's they so uh, the freelancers covered NFL, MLB, NHL. Uh, NBA, they're mo moving out of all North American events, uh, but they'll still be allowed to shoot events outside of North America. So, hockey. I would get on the soccer circuit and in two soccer. Seconds. Yeah, that, I mean that's no, really kind of because you're not going to get. I mean you'll get baseball, but it's not MLB, and you're not going to get NFL. Um, so, uh, that's that's terrible. That's rough. It really is. Yeah. 
Um, really, only two other quick things. Uh, Facebook did uh, group galleries now. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. Up, up to 50 people can now input images into one gallery, which I guess is good and bad. I think it's great. I think it's hilarious that um, this is a feature that is a part of so many other services. And then when, when <laughs> finally just gets around to it because they've done everything else or something, like, ah, let's just finally roll this out. And we're, like, we're so, like, gunning for it. Like, oh, this is going to be, like, it's so new. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of but what the... I had the same reaction. I was like, oh, finally, as if I haven't been able to exactly. do that with Picasa and everything <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting so long to have shareable albums. Facebook is actually the probably the last thing that doesn't allow multiple contributors. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, my Squarespace website allows me to give temporary contributor access to the galleries so that they can contribute as well. And that's not even designed to handle, you know. Even, it, even my SkyDrive, I can send an email to somebody yeah. and make them... Um, make them be able to edit that file within my SkyDrive. Yeah, but then we have to use SkyDrive. Ah, just kidding. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can. I've actually had clients download full raw, um, full raw processed images from SkyDrive and did it in a matter of seconds. You can actually go in there and, and there were and then um, full 240 pics, JPEGs, and everything. Straight from SkyDrive, and I, I can deliver images to people in seconds with it. So it's kind of cool. But I think uh, so. I guess this came out what Monday, yesterday. What's yeah, the, today's Tuesday. Uh, came out Tuesday. Uh, I have no idea what week, what day it is. Uh, so the the news came out yesterday, and within probably two hours, Joe had already set up a group uh, <laughs> album for his wedding, which is great because so I mean, there's already applications out there, <laughs> mobile applications that allow you to contribute to you know as, as alex said yay facebook did it first no they didn't because there's a thousand <laughs> other apps out there um the good thing is, is facebook will make it mainstream well and yeah. everybody uses facebook exactly i i can see photo walks should be able to benefit from this great i mean imagine, imagine that with a with an iFi card oh dude and then yeah. you know every everybody can actually almost chimp over each other's shoulders using facebook because that's what everybody's already using so Good thinking, Zach. I'm going to do that with my photo walk. There you go. Boom. Uh, it was also interesting to, to hear that uh, this came out of their most recent uh, their most recent hackathon. Sorry, I got distracted. Uh, Miley Cyrus's V Magazine Raw photo chicken. shoot. <laughs> oh, how did she get into the podcast? Dear God. Sorry. <laughs> it was on F Stoppers. That's how insidious she is. She made it onto our little podcast. <laughs> There's we nothing were like, sacred. Guys, guys we were just trolling for like corner where she hadn't invaded and were uh, infected. It uh, happened. She's now everywhere. <laughs> you know it's a you know it's a uh, a bad state of affairs when we'd rather talk about Facebook than anything else. <laughs> so yeah, so Wait. go ahead. Uh, I was just say we we could talk. Sony came out with a mirrorless um, DSLR camera that's cheaper than a T3i, but shoots 1080p video. 
-hmm. And um, it, they they have the E lenses, not the regular size lenses, but they have the smaller lenses. But they're releasing lenses with it that are equivalent to twenty four to one hundred five f four lenses and things like that. So this isn't the in three thousand that one. This isn't in their next lineup. No, well, it's pretty much a next with a DSLR shape. Oh. Yeah, it's it's the form factor. I feel like this is like a, a sleight of hand thing. It, I just feel like it's it's just a a Panasonic ripoff. <laughs> yeah, it's just an NEX that has like more ergonomics. It's twenty megapixel go. though. It's a twenty megapixel APS-C yeah. without a mirror, with yeah. a, yeah, a it, digital viewfinder. It's a Nex with a DSLR micro-sized shape. Here, here's a screen share from Gizmodo right here. Yep. Um, basically, you know, the whole debate is: is it a cheap DSLR? Not really, because there's no. Is the there's no reflex in it? <laughs> is the Nex line not a? Uh, it's $400 for the kit. It's $400 for that with 1855. No, uh, that's crazy. The next yeah. line is APS-C. Yeah, so this, it's this a next in a... Pretty much, yeah. It's a pretty, but like it, Alex said, better ergonomics for sure. Because the next is like a flat thing with a grip attached to it and a big fat lens that overhangs the edge of the body. But you know the the thing that the thing that actually really you know and uh, bring on the haters, but it actually intrigues me is that they're releasing they're releasing lenses that you could traditionally get. They're using a non um, they're using a non Zeiss lens, but it's only eight hundred dollars and it's a it's like an eighteen to it's like an eighteen to one hundred five lens. So you put that on an APS-C, uh, and it's eighteen to one hundred five with image stabilization, and it's uh, f four. So it's for for less, you know, for 400 bucks you get the camera and then you put this lens on it and you've got the equivalent of a T5i with a 24 to 105 for less money. Cool. With high with more megapixels and no mirror, so you've got a digital viewfinder. So it's 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 interesting. I think if anything, this is just a sign that the battle's heating up for this kind of market. You know, I mean, you're you're already in that market, Jamie. So it's I'm not sure if this qualifies as a mirrorless camera. No, nah, it's but, mirrorless. There's yeah. no pentaprism. There's no mirror. They sell, they sell it as a mirrorless. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, th I think the, the battle for that market's heating up, and I think a lot of people are interested in getting into the fray now, and even buyers are. I'm interested. You know, at some point, I'm, I can I'm see myself. I'm throwing the, with... uh, the, the Samsung. Um, the what? The phone? The, yeah, no, no, no. The, uh, <laughs> nice. You said yes. <laughs> no, they're, they're actual mirrorless camera. I'm going to throw one of those yeah. on my Christmas list this year. Cool. So, Jamie, have you experienced a lot of dirty sensor issues with these hmm. mirrorless? Not with my Olympus cameras. No. Um, I know they've got, you know, their little <laughs> anti, <laughs> their anti vibrator, their anti dust vibration ultrasonic motor dealio. Um, and I've got uh, quite a few shots, you know, landscape stuff, longer exposure, or just stuff that I shot like crazy, like F16 or whatever, and no sensor spots yet. I mean, I'm sure it's going to happen eventually. I mean, you think about it. I know where you're getting with it is you take the lens off and bam, right there it is, exposed right to the there. elements, you know. Yeah, but um, a long time ago, because I never had money and my first DSLR was like a big expense for me, I got into the habit immediately of when I changed my lenses, it's with the, uh, well, not mirror box, but the mount facing down. Yeah. So I don't, you know, and I'm really anal about it, you know, I mean, I'm in a position now where I don't gear isn't like too big of a problem for me, but I'm still like super protective of like habit. everything I own, you know. So um, I'm always the guy that's like hunched over, 
with the mount facing down, putting the lens on where everybody else has just got their stuff like out, slapping lenses on, you know, and so maybe that's why I don't have dust on my sensor. I don't know. I'm sure there's dust, but it doesn't show up. But it's a real good habit to develop and, and probably one that really kind of everybody. I mean, it's not like you're taking it to color runs, right? No, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> I was going to go until I read a certain article about it, and I said, screw that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even want to take my body to, like, my actual <laughs> like body. Like your actual body. <laughs> <laughs> let, alone, let alone my camera body. So you look at that stuff and you think, that's getting in weather-sealed cameras. What is that doing when it gets into my lungs? It's nanotechnology. That's right. It's infiltrating you on a cellular level. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> Are you uh, freaked out yet? Do we want to talk about the ladybird? We got like a couple minutes left. Not really. No. Okay. The ladybird. Somebody put it on the. Who put the ladybird on the list? Is that Joe trolling us? Probably. Joe is trolling us from the grave. <laughs> ladybird That's is awesome. an IndieGoGo project. Uh, they're three thousand dollars, a uh, two thousand three hundred dollars short of their goal. It's a. Uh, what's the battery pack that you can a Mophie? The Mophie pack, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Mophie juice pack. Yeah. Except. <laughs> <laughs> Except this has a DSLR lens on it. Oh, okay. okay. I have not. I have not heard of this. So let me. So, I'll bring. Do a quick then, screen share. Yeah, it's there's worth, no way that they took a, a No way they took a picture that took this this photo with with the. No, I don't believe it. So here's what it. I can't even find a good picture of it because I think it's all mock-ups. But this is essentially uh, what it. This is weird. I don't get it. You don't get it's, what it is. You slide, is it like your, the, you yeah, you slide just, it onto your phone. You slide it. Oh, okay. And then because I, it's on I, a phone. I missed, I missed the whole phone thing. My, my head yeah, hurts already. It's That's interesting. They're claiming a 50 millimeter 1.8 lens on this? Yep. On Onto a pre-built-in, or is the lens separate from nope. the iPhone I think lens. it's part. it's part of the... How do you take? Well, see, then that's what's interesting is they're not showing. The, they're not showing the back of it. So what? And it's a two hundred dollars. Less than that. Well, it, the the. I like how they call it the middle bird. That's really great. <laughs> Which bird do you flip? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <The> middle one. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. So there, here, here you go. There's a shutter button button on it because, okay. you know, why would why would you not need a shutter button on a touch phone? Uh, you have pressed the focus, 50 millimeter prime. There's actually a, a sensor. In... Like laying on your lens That's... of the phone. Did somebody no, rush it's production? Actually, it's got its own built-in sensor. That's... They missed so they basically... missed the letter I and bigger. Did they? They did. I don't even see where. The, where's, oh yeah, bigger. <laughs> It's bugger. So here's a uh, camera image sensor size. The Ladybird has a seven and a half x bigger than a smartphone, and the image quality it's sharp. <laughs> That's how it's a seven point five times bigger sensor. We're coming after you, Nokia Lumia. That's right. Oh no! It's, it looks it looks clarified is what it looks like. It's yeah. like it's oh here sharp. you go. It looks the background Subject is, is capered and sharp <laughs> focus. Background is defocused. Giving it a creamy classic classic look. <laughs> Completely skipping all the laws of photography. Is there a disclaimer that says images are simulated there's, anywhere on there? Be, right? 
Oh, this is Somebody's going to find the original exit and it's going to be like shot on a 5D Mark III or something. <laughs> yes, oh, there's got to yeah. Okay, Cupid apparently has a survey on it. Really? Huh. Yeah. You caught it that quickly? I, yeah, as you're scrolling, I'm reading all this oh. stuff. Okay, well, here, you want to see the scariest part? Wait, Miley part. Cyrus owns one. No. <laughs> right there. Dang. They're, oh, they've only had 16 days to hit less than what? Three yeah, but grand? they've they've raised $17,000 already. Huh. So Don't I'm going to start an Indiegogo. I'm going to start an Indiegogo selling a bridge if anybody's interested. <laughs> Josh, you live in Florida. Let's work on some property deals down there. Let's yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it right now. Let's uh, we can we can probably get a few people. Zach's bridge there. will reach your property in Florida. Yep. <laughs> with a sharp focus. All right, folks, we gotta we gotta wrap this up. So uh, oh, good. It's ten. Yeah, it is ten o'clock. So Alex, yeah. thank you so much for being on. Um, is there anything else you want to say before we? Kind of head off of here. Mm, that's, that's <laughs> not putting you on the spot or nothing. Yeah, unless you unless you want to see my my fallen medicine cabinet that landed on the face. <laughs> I thought that. there was an earthquake when I saw that. I thought, oh, yeah, holy I don't crap, know if anybody really wants to see that, but I do have it. <laughs> it definitely did look like some. <laughs> so that was forty pounds of glass and metal that um, was stopped oh my by God. my brain face. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, not not so fun. Um, so that's why I'm a little a little loopy tonight. This was the uh, the immediate, well, not immediate, uh, but like aftermath. So I, I looked pretty. Um, my sister, of course, immediately uh, wrote me and she said, "Well, now you're gonna do an incredible Fight Club shoot, right?" Ooh, and, that's perfect. <laughs> and you make up. I was okay. Uh, th those LED lights would be perfect for that dim lighting too. Right. Exactly. So I think if I muster the energy tonight, that might be what I am doing. Oh, I guess it's probably not <laughs> 10 o'clock there, is it? No, no, it's only 7, so That's I have nice. a whole night of shooting potential. Wrong energy. coast. You, you, you do know that at the moment you do, if you do a Fight Club shoot, you're going to start a new trend. Right, right. It'll, it'll be kind of an old topic because it's an old movie, but maybe Everybody's I Everybody's going to be running into their bathroom to drop their medicine cabinets on their faces. <laughs> and and the, the best part is is that you won't be able to put any captions because you won't be able to talk about it. <laughs> right. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, uh, Josh knows the rule. I know the rule. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, uh, that, that just about wraps up tonight's show. Uh, thanks for tuning in and listening this week. I'm going to see if the music works. Hold on. Wait for it. <laughs> Oh, no, don't open an iTunes. No. Oh. <laughs> I have my sunglasses ready and everything. Good. Wait, wait, wait. Bring it, bring it. VLC is being really slow. And on comes, don't go chase ah. Did that work? No, okay. it didn't work. It worked for me, so I'm just going to Miley go. Cyrus jinxed us. Miley Sorry. Cyrus did jinx us. So, uh, I, so I blame Robin Thicke. So thanks, uh, thanks for joining us tonight, uh, Alex. Thanks for joining the show uh, again, as as always. We really, really enjoy having you on. Um, it's good to finally be on a show with you. Um, if you enjoyed the show tonight, make sure to tell your friends, subscribe, and if you're feeling like it, give us a thumbs up or rate and review us on iTunes. Um, again, thanks everybody for being here, Josh, Jamie. Uh, we'd like to wish Joe, since this will be the last show before he actually does get married, a a uh, the best wedding he can get. Uh, oh, shoot. I forgot to plug my bag giveaway. Can we put that in the show notes? Nope, somehow? go for it right now. we got a couple seconds. Oh, I don't have time. I don't have anything prepped for it. I've oh. given away a Think Tank photo turnstile 5 bag. Nice. Okay. Follow me, McDonald underscore photo on Twitter, and follow Think Tank photo 
on Twitter and fire out any kind of tweet. I don't care. It could say something like, my dog can do backflips. I don't care. For Arctic you, just, you need to have the hashtag T-Style5 in it. Um, I think you've got like eight days left now to enter this before I'm going to draw a name randomly. Um, look me up on Facebook. Just look for J. McDonald Photo. Um, and it's M-A-C. Not like the restaurant, but like the old guy with the farm, McDonald. Um, and uh, that's, that's two ways you can do it. Or look me up on YouTube, and I don't even have a link for it ready, so That's just okay. whatever. You're gonna email Google me, me on after Google the show. Me. Zach's gonna hook us up. Anyways, you want a free bag? Just do some of those I things. A, I want a free bag. You want a free bag? I do. My wife would love it if you came here and took a bag. She says I have more bags than Imelda Marcos had shoes. Oh Nobody God. probably knows who that is. So. <laughs> no, we got you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was kind of funny. <laughs> do we have to, we'll see. Okay. And, so. and a hearty muzzle tough to Joe getting married. Congrats, Joe. Yes. So, uh, so for myself and uh, and Josh and Jamie and, and our, our special guest Alex, thanks for uh, for watching and listening. Uh, this has been the F Stops Here podcast. Maybe. Bye bye. Yeah, we're off there. <laughs> <laughs>